you are. <laughs> yeah, the whole this save it's it's a very, the, save a very it wide the, angle. Save it for the OnlyFans. <laughs> it's a very wide what angle. Did I tell you guys, once we start the OnlyFans, then you can take your clothes off. <laughs> Don't have us on Twitch yet. <gasps> nah, it'll oh, take. God. You're gonna go th- through that floor one day, I reckon. Are you light on your asshole? <laughs> wow. You fucking plonk yeah. down into that chair pretty fast. I just play piano with that thing. <laughs> play piano. <laughs> Do it. Please show me how this is done. We'll put it on our OnlyFans. Yeah. If you're watching this right now, let yeah. us know if you would like to see Daniel play piano with his asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Because he said he'll do it. It's essentially just face sitting, but the face is a piano. Oh, look, my mum's on the Adam's, line. Adam's, um... It's a lie, isn't it? It's a lie. Well, there's a few people on Instagram. One well, of them could be my mum. You're the one talking shit this time. You Give l- us a shout out, Monica. You literally said the words face sitting. <laughs> it could mean anything. <laughs> Maria is on, and Adam, um... Maria's belt's getting done. I don't have soon. us on Twitch. Which and is Adam got his belt, didn't he? Yeah, he said he did. Yeah, yeah. which is good. All right. right. Welcome to Anvil Live at 5. It is Friday. Tropical Shirt Friday. Here we are. Got us? Yeah, mine's like, oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, cool. Oh, God. Yeah, I hope everyone's had a great week. We are back uh, for the final time. (laughs) (laughs) This week. This week. This week. week. Don't Uh, worry, guys. We will come back next week. I'm just excited for food and spooky movie tonight. What are we eating tonight? Or if, well, because it's public holiday, I'm not sure it's open, but if Miss Case is open, we'll burgers if everyone's keen for yeah, cool. Sure. Yeah, sick. Done. Deal. Yeah, we do have a Friday night tradition of a... As is a, tradition. <laughs> of a spooky flick, a yep. spooky film. And tonight is Conjuring 2. Yeah, because we two. watched the first one last week. And really we... Need to, really um, need to know how this ends. Yeah. <laughs> and we pig out on fast food. Yeah. Could be, could be burgers, could be pizza, could be anything. Yeah, and we also have a social event this weekend. We which do, which is yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. So hopefully everyone is going to have a great weekend. Yeah. Hopefully you've all got lots of great plans, uh, like going to the gym. Yep. Um, multiple times, stay fit, healthy, just the whole time. <laughs> uh, social distancing. Um, I was just going to do a row, probably. Sweet. I might do a, bike, a ride this time. Oh, yeah. Instead. I don't think one of the rollers works Oops. anyway. So. Right off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But apart from that, it's been a good week. I um, I was saying to the guys earlier, it's probably the best training session in months that I've had. Because um, you Yeah. Like for, I would, I'd say it's, so we're week six of our training program now. Um, and we started this one. Probably ten days after I aggravated my back injury, so we're looking at a seven week ish turnaround time. On Monday, I did do a pretty heavy good morning with no back pain, so I'd say I was pretty well recovered by the start of this week. So I'd say six week turnaround time, which goes in line with a lot of the stuff we talk about here. If you're looking for a habit to set in, if you're looking for change in the way you do an exercise, you know, consistency over a six week period is almost the minimum that you need before that change is going to occur in your body before your body goes okay this is just how we do it now same goes for injury recovery you'd need a minimum of six weeks before that your body is used to doing things potentially a new way um and 
you know, this isn't for like minor injuries, like maybe a you know a light muscle strain or whatever it might be. But um, for something like a disc injury, you do need to be prepared to give it a minimum of six weeks where you are extra careful with the weights. Not that you shouldn't be already, but where you are listening to your body, you know, much more finely tuned than usual. Um, just trying to feel like. If anything's off, if there's any part of what you do in the gym that might be aggravating that injury or causing it to get worse or perhaps like putting it in jeopardy. One of the things that I noticed, um, you know, with aggravating that injury and then starting to deadlift again was that my position for the deadlift, you know, still wasn't quite right. Uh, My back wasn't getting into the right position. I wasn't getting tight enough, um, you know, for the pull before the weight left the ground, which tended to leave my back in a little bit of a compromised position. Um, When my back was 100%, I didn't notice. So it didn't matter. Um, I just, you know, I would just pull the way I'd always pulled. Um, You know, my spine stayed in neutral range and it didn't really move around very much. So there was no real risk of aggravating that injury. But when I went and aggravated at squatting, then deadlifting was just a fucking nightmare. Mm. So to come back from that injury i've had to pay special attention to my deadlifts um and you know dan's been able to help with making sure that i get into the perfect position before i begin the pull um i've also used a couple of little things like um instead of doing say a split grip or alternating grip for a lot of my deadlift training now because I noticed that it causes me to twist a little bit. It's pretty common too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it causes some kind of imbalance that I I just kind of want to train out. I've started using straps so that I can do a double overhand grip. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hate hook grip. It's extremely painful and I just don't really want to learn it. Um, But the straps allow me to then train the deadlift movement and train getting tight against the bar um, without having to worry about the restrictions of my um, grip strength. And then I was talking to Nath about it today. If I was to go and do a competition and I wasn't allowed to use straps, I could still use that alternating grip for three reps. You know, when we weigh up risk versus reward, which we were talking about um, a little bit over the week, um, especially with, you know, training injuries and recovery and stuff like that, um, if you use alternating grip every single time you deadlift across the course of your lead-up program to a competition, that alternating grip is going to cause those imbalances because you're just using it every single time you're ingraining it into the way you train. If you train a certain way and then on the day you know you can do alternating grip, I've been training for a long time, I could get on a platform and use that grip and have pretty good grip strength, maybe not as good as using straps, but um, three reps out of months of training is probably not going to do uh, nearly as much damage. It's not going to cause those imbalances and I'll still be able to do the competition. You know, So save it for competition day, um, train in the way that you know you are going to have perfect form every single time. You're still going to be able to develop strength um, you can use these things, you know, called training aids. You can use straps. You can use those hook things. You can use belts, whatever, whenever you want in training. They're training aids. They're designed to help you. Um, but if you know you're competing, which Dan and I want to do early next year, and I know that I can't use straps on the platform, I will cut the use of straps 
let's say four weeks out of competition. And then with my deadlifts, I will practice without the straps, make sure that I have a realistic idea of my total. And then on the platform, I won't use straps. And then when I can go back to training, I'll just use straps again. So that's just a good, I, I guess, a good example of how you can integrate things like training aids into your training, as well as understanding that sometimes training is training and then competing is a different story. So you have to be aware of the limitations of both. Um, um, Adam said, same with me, been fine for months at the gym until I started seeing an EP who started working on my back. What's an EP? Exercise physiologist. Oh, yeah. So, physiologist yeah. starts with an F in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I and I mean, nothing against EPs or physios. Uh, there are some out there that are extremely good at what they do. Um, some of them don't understand that uh, exercises don't have to look textbook perfect. You know, I was I was having this conversation with Dan today um, where part of this gym group on Facebook that's like Garage Gyms Australia, right, and, um, and people have been posting their PBs recently, which good for them. Congratulations. It's always sick to hit a new PB, something that you've been working for for a while. But... Honestly, it seems like every fucking person on that website or on that Facebook page is an expert and they all have something to say about technique. You know, this guy did a deadlift. It's the heaviest deadlift he's ever fucking done. Um, yes, he experienced backgrounding. Yes, his technique wasn't perfect. But honestly, when I looked at it, the deadlift looks safe to me. That guy's never going to hurt himself pulling his heaviest weight for one rep like that. You know, the setup was pretty good. It, you know, it was a strained rep. Um, so it was slow, but there was no jerking. There was none of this like locking out the knees and then basically RDLing it off the ground, which is fine. It's just an RDL, not a real deadlift. Um, and, you know, his shoulders were in a pretty good position. The bar didn't drift around too much. You know, maybe the neck was in a weird position. But, like, you can pull apart anybody's deadlift. You could look at fucking Thor's 501 kilo deadlift and go, oh, probably not perfect technique. Like, this is a dude's PR. It's like, like, when, a, it's like a, when you're sitting on the couch eating chips, like, judging yeah. the oh, yeah. It's yeah. Like, and run faster. Yeah. PRs are never going to be perfect technique. If it was perfect technique, it wouldn't be a PR, you know, like you're going to get on a, like I said before, you're going to get on a platform at some stage and compete as a powerlifter. You have to be prepared that you can either have perfect technique on the day for all three lifts or you can win the competition, you know. So you need like Thor probably thought I can stop at 500 kilos and not injure my fucking neck or, and this is just, um, I guess, hearsay or whatever. I don't know if he actually injured himself, but apparently he had issues with his neck after the deadlift. Um, but he decided I'm getting five or one today and it doesn't matter if I fucking hurt myself, you know, there, are, and that's risk versus reward. That's a converse, that's a decision you have to make. If it's just training, if you're not PRing for any really good reason, yes, technique is the priority. But if you're PRing for a fucking world record, you might snap both your knees like that fucking, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys dude. have, yeah, that Russian or Bulgarian he might've been. Um, but yeah, he's fucking shattered both his knees, quads, you know, ripped off the fucking um, insertion point. And that's surgery on both legs and like six months of learning to walk again, yeah, let alone like ever months, squat. Like six months recovery and then just trying to learn to walk is his recovery plan yeah. at the moment. Yeah. But that was a 400 kilo squat in wraps. That's like the heaviest fucking squat anyone has ever done in just wraps. So he has to weigh that off. Do I want to be the best squatter of all time? <laughs> 
and potentially crush my fucking knees mm. or do i want to not be the best squatter of all time i mean we know what he chose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that, that's a decision you've got to make uh memento jumped on and said hello my dad was also in the military or is also in the military maybe just dropping by to say hi and also how do you feel when you get deployed away from family how do you cope with that feeling uh well hey as well it's a and, tough one yeah well <laughs> i think all us three specifically well maybe because we didn't have really like a wife or anything we had partners at points yeah. um well, i think wasn't i the only one that had a partner during deployment during deployment yeah you were yeah so i don't know that what that was like when we actually deployed overseas marshall and i didn't have partners hmm. honestly i think it's harder for them because we're very distracted over there usually mm. yeah, yeah. And, and you're 110 yeah. percent happy to be there like <laughs> yeah and this might be different i don't know where you're from uh it might be a slightly different story for your dad and if you're in the u.s military i know deployments are slightly different over there um for us as an infantry soldier deployments don't roll around very often you know oh, we yeah. i was in for six years i got deployed once um so you're just fucking happy to be there. All you wanted, everything you've done in your career leads up to this moment. I mean, it sounds like a dick move to say, but family comes second when you're in the military, whether you really like it or not. Unfortunately, the military expects you to put family second. I'm not saying I agree with it, but those people that are on deployment that really want to be there, they're making that decision. You know, they're saying, I, I'm happy to be overseas, whatever. Um, obviously, in the back of your mind, like I talked to my family pretty regularly while I was over there. I made the effort chat them once. Yeah, a week or and I yeah. could understand that they were concerned, but my family doesn't have the training that I did. My family doesn't know the stuff that I've gone through to get on that deployment. Um, my family doesn't really have a um, any kind of idea of how hard I worked to just to get there, and then how hard I work while I'm overseas. Yes, I understand my life was. It at risk and that I might not have come back but that's the same for any of us and on top of that I had a lot of trust in my training I had a lot of trust in the people around me and I wanted to be there and do the job that I was sent over there to do you know the, the thought of, of a bit of context for memento Spain. he said Spain I haven't seen my dad for over three years but he wrote back to us sometimes that is so that's, hectic I mean, yeah our deployments are I think we're, Australia we're is limited seven to months. I think Australia is limited to like six, seven months. You can do longer, but you get an extra um, rockle. Oh, rockle, because yeah. we were like, if we did any longer, I think we would have got a second one. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, they went. Didn't they do some test? Or the US have some statistic that if you're there for twelve months, you're pretty much guaranteed to come back. Just fuck. Three years is a long. Yeah, time. A very long. He time, might be yeah. posted. Yeah, overseas. So I know um, the US military do postings to like Germany, yeah, and, or used yeah. to be Japan anymore, and Japan. Um, I know when we are posted overseas, Australian soldiers are posted overseas. They take their family with yeah. them. Generally, yeah, it's um, yeah, you actually will move there. It's um, not just like a just you go. Yeah, so I can't really comment on that. Um, but that's a long time. That yeah, is a long time. Be, yeah. That's tough. Really, really yeah, tough. There's nothing yeah, easy tough. about that. And there's nothing easy about being in a military family or being in the, you know, being a family member of someone in the military because, you know, this is just, I guess, an observation of my family when I was in and when I was deployed is a lot of the things 
that I did, they weren't very happy with. You know, they didn't want me to go to Afghanistan. They didn't want me running around with a gun all the time. They didn't want me potentially putting my life in danger. Um, they probably didn't approve half the shit I did in my free time <laughs> when I was in the army. But, you know, I was lucky my family understood that that was my decision and that was a career choice I'd made and um, and they were supportive. Um, you know, not all families are like that, unfortunately. Mm. Um and I guess with a partner, it becomes fucking 10 times harder. Yeah, with kids, think, a million times oh, harder. I was grateful to not have a partner or anything while overseas. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this and is I think the best people see being deployed as like the action movies, and it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> so, yeah, like you might be sitting there thinking, your sitting partner or your dad's riding like, in a trench yeah. or something like <laughs> rain probably not, down. it's probably yeah. not like that. and i mean we were pretty fucking busy most of the mm. time um you know we and we had a fairly chilled out trip like oh yeah actually was um chill but we we're still do, like generally yeah. had stuff to do all the time yeah and i know i was busy every day up fucking dumb hours of the morning fixing people's oh shit. yeah <laughs> not envious of that <laughs> um Darren said best of times and worst of times being in that sand shithole. Which yeah. Is true. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's like the it's consistent thing across all nations, militaries, deployment, people that are deployed is that, I, um, you know, it's even uh, you welcome Memento as well. Um, even the guys that do the real fucked up stuff like Corongal Valley and stuff, yeah. they're still like, I would go back in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the type of person you are to go over to something like yeah. that is you don't do it because you don't want to be there. You know, the, that's the thing psychs tend to have a big issue, like not issue, but they have Trouble a hard time relating yeah. to soldiers unless they were a soldier at some point is because the things that they think, like the things that in the psych book say this is traumatic stuff, that's all the stuff that the infantry soldier wants to do every fucking day. <laughs> you know, they say, oh, no, you shouldn't want to do that. It's not about should or shouldn't. I do. So what are we going to do about it now? Mm. Yeah. Who, whoever is your loved one over there is probably happy to be there um they're probably not hating their life maybe but yeah because it varies <laughs> you know and it is hard to say yeah yeah individual individual experiences vary especially with modern conflicts because it's pretty bizarre the like juxtaposition of what some people do there yeah and what other people do there yeah um and especially when you've like in that environment where there's, you know, people, you know, shitting in the street and but <laughs> dying, still dying of diseases we had cures for hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Wob. Um, 91 Tay before said, saw that dude fracture both his knees, attempting 500. 400 kilos. 400 squat. kilos squat. Wasn't yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Um, I just saw the still, the still frame of him. I watched like, it. It was intense. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I want to watch it. And I watched, um, I watched a, a Chinese dude squat a shit like 380 kilos and like sleeves i think today and um and this dude it, it exact same style of squat like um there's lots of different squatting styles um you know most geared powerlifters tend to rely on a posterior chain dominant um squatting style most people that have come from maybe an ollie lifting background or an ollie lifting country uh say china or russia tend to be two of the biggest ollie lifting countries um, they tend to have a more upright quad dominant high bar style of squat. Um, and this Chinese dude 
Like he fucking dropped it like it was hot into that squat. And it was 380 kilos. I'm like, this guy is going to fucking <laughs> die because a day ago I'd watched that dude yeah. do the same fucking thing. And to try and come back up again, his knees were just like, whoop, like, <laughs> but this, yeah, Chinese dude blew right through it. It's fucking incredible. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Um, I guess just quick back to the that military question. Uh, Memento said, what do you want to hear that makes you feel better when you're away in the military and worried about your family? Um, I think the only thing just, I'd want to hear from my family is that they're not worried about me, like deployment specific. The only thing I was, was like, as long as they are like not worrying, then, I'm, you know, I was, that's all I really need to hear. I didn't need to like hear like, oh, you know, you still got a roof over your head or anything. It was good to just chat to yeah. family, but I don't know. This situation seems like there's not a lot of contact. Um, but yeah, like we talked to our family a fair bit, and it was good to just talk to them. Like, mm, yeah, um, they didn't have to really say anything <laughs> specifically. It was yeah. just like the hardest thing I think is that when you're overseas, your world is completely different. Like. You're it's waking like moving up every- away from your hometown. Your life completely oh, yeah. changes, but everyone else just continues yeah. to do what they're and doing. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like the person overseas is dealing with like every and this is deployed to a war zone. You wake up every day with like no and someone might try to kill you that day. Um, which makes all the problems of like a regular day in a regular country seem a little bit you know more chilled out yeah you know, i did not give a fuck about my real estate agent's problem with like how long my grass was when i was in afghanistan but apparently it, it was, was a big, big deal, deal. it's a big deal yeah, yeah apparently but you just don't care you're like i can't believe this person cares about how long my fucking grass is when i could die today but um so that that makes it sort of hard to relate i guess and have conversations where like you know, the person overseas probably has certain things on their mind that they consider very important, which I guess they are. They're doing a job. You know, it's it might be a dangerous place. So I guess just a conversation where, you know, you try to listen, you try to be understanding, same as almost any other conversation. Um, you you know, you don't try and say something just to make them feel better. They probably just want to chat to you. Mm. Uh, he, he said last time he called me, he cried and worried he wouldn't be able to see me. I want to ensure him that it's okay and that I'm all right. I still have plenty of time. Yeah. Like I said, it's a bit of a different situation with such a long time period. Yeah, especially. Things, and it gets very emotional, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's we kind only of, human. Oh, I think. that's human. Yeah. We kind of knew. He might not have. It kind of sounds like he doesn't have an end date either. Yeah. We had like, you will be home kind of at the, on this day. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, only one month to go. Whereas he might not know when he's coming back. Yeah, I don't could, know. like Nathan was saying, it could be as simple as just having a normal conversation with him. Yeah, because he, you know, when you're in those environments and away from your family, you there is a disconnect. Yeah, and like Marshall was saying, um, with the issues that people in those environments face, um, much more um, complex generally than say the trivial issues of day to day life in a Western society or any most societies, I should say. Um, and I think, yeah, even just having a conversation may make him f- make them feel less disconnected from their family if maybe some normal life stuff could be beneficial. But yeah, it is hard. It's hard to speak. It's hard to, to comment on that. Yeah. yeah, the um, I guess the mindset of somebody that we don't know. Or, yeah. yeah, it's um, yeah, I guess you know, 
there's there's never enough reassurance you can give somebody. You know, if they're worried that they won't be able to see you, you just let them know every single time. I'm still going to be here. Yeah. I am. I am still here. You know. Yeah, yeah. You you're still there to chat to every time you get the chance. Um, you know, being there is like ninety percent of the battle, I guess. So. Yeah, especially no, you're right for asking all the questions, dude. Um, yeah, and if they're because they're concerning about what ifs, and if you can give them a little dose of reality and say, well, this is what is the case right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they might not. Um, they might not look like it helps, but it probably does. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little. It's a little stuff. You can't change massive things for them, but like we're saying, you can do just a little thing like a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just having the chat. Hey, Space Pickle. Uh, it's going pretty on. good. Yeah, um, it's Friday. Tropical Chef Friday. What did we have before? Instagram says got a few on Instagram, I think. It looks like Charlotte's profile photo. Um, Darren said, my missus was preggers when I was there. Every Shit. time I rang home, I pretended like we never left the fob. <laughs> Highest temp, AO, lols, deployment-wise. Yeah, I guess you could... Yeah. yeah and i that's a that's a decision you have to make is like how much information does that person really have? you're probably not yeah. going to be like oh hey mom yeah i got shot at today yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah because and that's you know every time i talked to my parents and once again we had a pretty chill deployment i still told them you know i didn't i didn't say anything that's going to cause undue worry yeah especially you know? when you're not like your perception of what is bad and good is changes. Like it's yeah. it's warped essentially. Um, like, One time I was talking to my family and the incoming alarms went off and the internet cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, all Colleen's like, oh. my little name. Yeah, they thought that's it. It's the last <laughs> yeah. time we ever see him. Yeah. Well, he at least he like, sounded in good health. Trying yeah. to, try to yeah. get back on the internet. Um, but yeah, it was funny. Fortunately, good health, good health doesn't stop a mortar. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh, 91T said the partner's going through Kapuka at the moment. Oh, Oof. eat a dick. Oof. <laughs> uh, do they have their – actually, this would be a good question. Do they have their phones all the time now? I think they do. Because we, no we didn't get into like week something. Well, it was about know. like halfway through or something. Yeah, maybe like that. I don't know. Before me, like my brother, Brett, he – I don't think they got him at all. He was yeah. there for four oh, weeks. Yeah, he reserves. done the reserve yeah. one. So I don't think they got him at all in reserves. Yeah, yeah. we got ours every – Every we like, had to still give it day back. or whatever. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 and some church nights. Day. Yeah. But I think. Oh no, he said nah. I thought that they just got them all the time now, but yeah, I remember for us they gave them to us and they just never asked for them back. So everyone's like, oh I guess yeah, we get them now, and yeah. we're all like, don't ask them if we need to give them back or not. Yeah, like campground question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, before we had, <clears throat> sorry, going back on facey. Adam said, Eddie Hall's response to Thor's 501 deadlift is hilarious. Have you seen his response? Aren't they going to box? It's yeah, the most, oh, really? it's the most ridiculous. <laughs> they're going to fight now. Isn't, um, isn't Eddie really short and Thor's really well, tall? Depend, Eddie is Thor. like six foot uh, flat and Thor is he's like six, six two, foot. I think. Oh, is he? Uh, okay. Thor is like six nine. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they're. I guess they're different heights, yeah. but they're both like I think Eddie <laughs> kind of has been boxing for a while, and Thor is only just learning for this fight. So, I mean, you be the judge. Um, and then we had, she's been there for ninety one days. Said she's been there for three weeks and had her phone maybe five times. Oh, yeah, so it's a bit right. more than that's a yeah. bit more. I 
remember one phone call with my parents oh, the yeah, night I got there or whatever. Before us. And then after that, I don't think I talked to anyone for over a month. Just disappear, yeah. Yeah. Um, cause and Kabuga was probably the hardest thing I'd ever done. <laughs> I reckon <laughs> because of the work we did, just the, the culture, culture shock. shock it was, yeah. fuck. Kabuga for me wasn't nearly as bad as Singo. I reckon at Kapuka, I was like, oh, this is pretty manageable. You just do what they tell you to do. Yeah. It's not that. But Singo was just like, no matter what you did, you were in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was just my course, but they <laughs> fucked us up. Uh, Memento said, I have AML and don't want that to distract him from his job. So I just want to reassure him to just focus on his job. I don't yeah, know what that AML is, is yeah, but so... I think I watched a Suits episode that actually had it in it recently and i think it's a degenerative disease okay. but correct me if i'm wrong because i don't actually know yeah i'm um, not entirely sure what aml is but um yeah. i guess acute oh, it's big fucking words right okay so uh and that it. also yeah. just adds another element to something we uh, don't understand yeah. <laughs> yeah that's something that we we're really not good you know resources i guess um, unique, i would direct yeah. you to a mental health professional if you can, uh, just for strategies on how to yeah. have a conversation surrounding stuff like that. That's a tough situation. Mm. Um, and then, you know, we have talked about or written about grounding strategies before. Um, sometimes one of those things that uh, aggravates anxiety is people start to worry about the future and they start to worry about things they can't control. So a strategy Dan's spoken about before is you can do something that's called grounding where you Bring them back to the here and now, if you can. Obviously, you don't want to just try and, you know, calm them down or whatever. But, you know, sometimes it can be helpful to know that you are okay at the moment. You know, yes, of course, in the future, things may change. But at the moment, right now, everything's okay. Have that conversation here and now. Deal with the future when it happens. You know, you're not going to have get the chance to have that conversation ever again. Every conversation only happens once. So um, my partner, when we got back from deployment, she went and saw a psych to get techniques about talking to someone in the military. Yeah, because yeah. I guess like civvies don't understand kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying that to like be rude or anything, but it is something that's really different worlds. You know? But yeah. yeah, she didn't go to a psych because. She had depression or anxiety. Yeah. She went and said, how do I talk to my partner? Yeah. And, yeah, the site gave her some really good techniques to, to communicate with yeah. them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd say a mental health professional is, is step number one in that situation. That's yeah. something that we can't really help with. Um, I'd point you in the direction of a professional for that one. Yeah. yeah. But thank you for the questions, dude. Yeah, we, we do appreciate it. hope you're doing it. all right over there. Um, and 91 Tay said in NZ, so like their version of Kapuka, it was every weekend and some Wednesdays they got their phone. Yeah, right. Hump day. Hump day phone day. Yeah. Hump day. Send a hump day pick. Do we know how long the NZ training is? Probably similar, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like basic training. Yeah, we do a lot of stuff to similar. Three months. Yeah, but their army's like 20 people. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, like a militia. They don't yeah. have an Air Force eh? or something like they that. They have an Air Force, but they don't have any planes. Oh, uh, that's right. What do they do? Uh, fly helicopters? Do we guess? let them borrow oh, out? Yeah. Like, go for a little. They might have like one C 130 or no, something. No, actually, I do remember when we flew over there, it was like on a commercial plane. Yeah. But we had like Air Force, New Zealand Air Force, um, like an attendance, attendance or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's nice of them. 
Yeah, which was nice. I, I it was kind of like imagine joining the air force and you're just like a an air hostess. <laughs> yeah, I mean they might have like a cargo plane, like C one thirty or something. Surely, yeah. Do but, they have to get trained in both, like commercial planes for when? <laughs> yeah, I they mean, are not. They in. probably spend a lot of time in the simulators. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they sit in that chair and they just think just like the simulations. Just like- <laughs> uh, just to Darren, I'm gonna ask his hippo question. Okay. okay. Next, oh, no, right. no, next on Wild West Wednesday. Oh, it's I kind of want to hear it now. Yeah, let's just do uh, it now. It was basically, would you rather fight a, a hippo-sized crocodile or a crocodile-sized hippo? <laughs> They're both pretty big. I want to say first. And they rather, both have. I'd rather fight the crocodile. Hippos are a massive brutal. crocodile. Yeah, but this crocodile then turns irrelevant. Ten times crocodiles have. Like really powerful clamping down jaw strength, really weak opening jaw strength. Right. You can like close its and mouth. What weak what? Opening jaw strength. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So you just go up and just like hug it. So down. you have to, yeah, you have to, and then survive the death roll. Well, it's not going to be. It's going to be ten times this now. So you're going to be. Do we, is there a, like what's what are we fighting over? I want to know what's the your life. <laughs> the reign of win, Egypt. If you okay. win, you live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's like a death. It's like a one v one death match. Well, it but, imagine die. The, but imagine the. But imagine a smaller. Either, either you both survive or you die. That's <laughs> against against the the animal. Well, yeah, you can't kill this thing. Why not? Tell me how. Gadget's eyes. It's a start. <laughs> That's not going to kill just a it. Beginner. That's just a start. <laughs> but imagine a but smaller hip- hippos hippo, are the most like violent creatures. Yeah, in hippos Africa. are fast. There's but I feel like no a small way... one would be like a nah. like a wild boy. Well, like, let's, nah. let's remember a crocodile's not small, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Like they get like how many like is six the hip- meters is long. Is a crocodile shape? shape? Yeah. Is it like a really, really, is it a really long longer. hippo? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm still fighting the crocodile. I'm still fighting the hippo shaped crocodile. Does that mean how ridiculous that would look? It just you just like stretch it like this. I mean, they're basically the same sized animal. Like one know, is much longer. Huge. One's long and hippos are like thicker. Have you ever seen a Nile crocodile though? Those things are like fucking four meters they're, long. They're massive. Mm. <laughs> they're massive. Like it's a big animal. Like it's not like yeah. If we're talking like a um, let's see if there's a picture of this like comparison. <laughs> it's Maybe. not like it's one of those like saltwater crocodiles with the little noses. That's like, freshwater crocodile. Oh, no, I know the ones you're talking about. Guywall or whatever yeah, they're, they're called. Yeah, they look really fucked up. They're terrifying yeah. um, looking anyway. Yeah, but, I mean, you'd fight it <laughs> over <Yeah>. a hippo. <laughs> hippos are like the most notoriously the most territorial creatures. I'm pretty sure hippos have more kills they're than the, crocodiles. And I think they have more kills per year oh, than this like is crocodiles, a hippo. lions, and whatever <laughs> combined. Yeah, I know more about this than I would like to share <laughs> on this show. <laughs> I am very interested in Egypt and hippos are fucked. I'm not going pictures. anywhere near a fucking hippo, I yeah. tell you that much. All the pictures are basically hippos just one chomping crocodiles. <laughs> Dude, you don't like even crocodiles know you don't fight hippos. <laughs> and that's that's a dinosaur is telling you that. That's something with like thousands of years of dna that says don't go near those fucking things we just we just stay away from those guys yeah that's how we've lived this long um yeah okay well yeah um, i guess it's i'm taking the, the hippo size crocodile yeah 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 i'll take that yeah no didn't yeah you, you want to fight, fight the crocodile, crocodile. Yeah. yeah yeah which yeah, is then, just a fat crocodile really i thought hippos were far bigger but from these pictures yeah they are big if like, you if you stretched out a hippo It'd be about <laughs> it'd be about the same size as a crocodile. We gotta test it. Yeah. <laughs> or if you squished a crocodile. <laughs> I've seen like footage of a um 
some zoo feeding a hippo, but like like feeding it a watermelon. Right. And oh, just yeah. Like, the hippo is just waiting there with its mouth open. It just they chuck the watermelon. <laughs> yeah. and you see, just like crush this thing and its thing and its jaws. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Fuck fighting a hippo. Uh, Ninety-one Tay said. Uh, their training's four months. We have your old Herx. <laughs> oh, right. oh, yeah. Yeah, see what yeah. That is. yeah. Um, and all the NH90s are Air Force. Uh, so our basic course covers urban training too, which was best. Was surprised we were clearing out rooms in basic with pogues. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think, yeah, we definitely didn't do urban. No at, way. Um, singer. Yeah, well. Yeah, singer you do. Yeah, well, they were. Pogues getting trained in fucking urban warfare. Well, I guess that is where they operate in the office. Because mm. that's what I, <laughs> that was. That was my Keep the computer over. That was my <laughs> pitch to my bosses. I wanted to go do the kill houses in Brisbane, and they're like, "We don't do that. They're infantry." I'm like, "Yeah, but we are in the off. Like, what if this office gets attacked? Yeah, then we are. You need in to know rooms. like counter <laughs> yeah. urban strategies. <laughs> yeah." Yeah, we need to go to the kill house and sit in the kill house. Instead of everyone like lining someone... up on their guts as one yeah. line in the like main clerk room. Like guns, up, guns go. Up the guts. And yeah. then the guns go and they hit the office wall and they've got nowhere left to go. <laughs> yeah. Fine. That'd, be, that'd be good training. You go to the kill house and you set up a desk in there and then you get attacked from the outside and you have to... Sounds horrible. You have to hold it. <laughs> Definitely would use huge shields. Like I would take the like the office shit person and shit be like, person. I mean, it's pretty safe in there. <laughs> Can you just go check it out, watch him go through, probably show it and be like, we won't go in there. <laughs> and then go to the next shittest person and be like, hey, man, you want to check that other room? <laughs> and just systematically work our way through all the shit people in rooms. It's kind of fucked up. Um, Pickle asked, would the hippo-sized croc be as tall as a hippo? Yeah, I think we're assuming. I think, yeah, the way I'm imagining Because if it, you just scaled it proportionally and you went crocodile just goes up to as high as a hippo, it would stretch out. It would get like 20 meters long. <laughs> yeah. And then if you I'm were scaling thinking, the hippo down to like a croc size, it would be a cute little, cute little hippo. I'm thinking for the, <laughs> for the hippo, you're essentially just like pulling it this like apart <laughs> so it thins out and becomes, you know, more crocodile, crocodile. So the more I think about this, though, when you do that, one just becomes the other Yeah, one. pretty much. Oh, like <laughs> like so if I imagine animals. a hippo-sized crocodile, I kind of just picture a crocodile, but it's like more not, leathery. It's not scale, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then when I imagine the, the alternative, it's like a long hippo, which to me, if someone like was like, imagine a long hippo, I'd be like, oh, okay, so a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah. Or an alligator. I mean, it it's probably got a flatter nose, so an alligator. So yeah. uh, hippos, um, jaw opening power strong? <laughs> Everything about a hippo is strong. Yeah. <laughs> hippos just fuck shell. They attack people on, like, canoes. And, and they're yeah. good in the and water. They, they're good on the land. Oh, well, they're actually they pretty fast on land, yeah. apparently. Like, yeah. You know, they're natural sprinters. like dwarves. Yeah, they've got a gallop on them. I tell you what, <laughs> if you've ever seen a, a hippo gallop, you never want to go to Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ter- absolutely terrifying. Stuff of nightmares. I still think about it to this day. <laughs> uh, Mia uh, Maeva on uh, Facebook said hi. Sorry, hey, hello. I'm horrible with names. I can't pronounce names for shit. That's right. I literally say them. I call you Facebook commenter are... number one. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can go back to our topic now. Of Did we even talk? We break? have not we've... even no, talked about it. Oh yeah, no. I did talk about training stuff before. What was it supposed to be? Our first time in the gym. 
Yeah, like what we were doing when we first rocked up. And Did you yeah. make the caption? Oh, Adam, I was doing everything wrong. That's the answer to that question. Adam said, who would win, <laughs> Thor or a hippo? Again, hippo. Again, a hippo. Yeah. Easy. A hippo is 100% real and Thor is a figment of my imagination. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think I think you might mean Thor the powerlifter. Oh, the hippo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hippo. Okay. Here's the question. What would beat a hippo? Another hippo. Yeah. A bigger, a bigger hippo. hippo. <laughs> Maybe a elephant. A rocket launcher. I think that there was pictures yeah, of like, jet, like an yeah, a um, a elephant would probably beat a hippo. They're there like the hippos of the of land. Them, yeah. There was exactly. pictures of them facing off. Um, I don't know who won. I imagine the hippo would have backed down. You so subscribe to the <laughs> <laughs> elephants are um, very intelligent. Yeah, and as such, they would. I think they would just rather avoid a fight. You know, they'd just be like, you know what? We could probably go around this hippo. Yeah, we could probably not. They don't need to go today. straight through the this hippo. Smaller but much angrier version. Yes, yeah. yeah. hippos are, like I said before, wildly territorial. They will do anything to defend their like hippo litters of children and their lake homes. So <laughs> their oases. Their little <laughs> batches of water. Yeah, they are viciously territorial. They will like seek out and destroy. They're like the infantry of of <laughs> the animal kingdom. They'll seek like out and destroy some... anything that enters their little kingdom. <laughs> right. So um, think, and I yeah, think... and they can take a punch too, like I've read Did you books try about. To <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried. I tried snuck everything. Up, man. Snuck up on it. Like, really <laughs> dog like, shot a hippo. Yeah. <laughs> King hit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucker did nothing. It looks like there's some wild elephant versus hippo fights. The elephant. Just but the elephant will. If I'm the elephant was for forced elephant. fight, they will destroy the hippo. Yeah. Because they've just, got, just so big. Yeah, they've got so much weight on their side. They'll just stampede it. Yeah, them. like that's the size difference. Yeah. They're double the size. Yeah, look at yeah. that little bitch-ass hippo. <laughs> but those hippos weigh like mm. literal, oh, literal tons. Dense. Yeah. Like they weigh a lot. So, And they've got really fucked up teeth that will just rip you to shreds. Whereas like this is the thing with the crocodile. Crocodiles are vicious creatures, um, but their teeth are generally designed to hang on to something while they drown it. So... That te- the teeth are not designed for the That's why kill. Death roll. Yeah, the teeth are designed to, you know, dig in, hold on, and then after they've killed something, they'll maybe tear it to pieces and swallow it. Yeah, they chuck, they um keep shit under like logs and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. So um, hippo versus hippo versus rhinoceros. Ooh. Mm. Judging by how many of them have lived to this day, I'm going to have to say hippo. <laughs> Hippos have outlived the rhino. No influence by people. No. Yeah. They're very similar um, sizes, the two, but the, the hippo just has the big fucking mouth. The rhino depends, just got the... depends if the hippo started a fire or not. <laughs> what? It has. The rhino will be up in there. First to put out the fire, then it'll kill it. First start of the fire. Why? I, I Rhinos think it, put out fires. I think, thing, I think it depends on. <laughs> Do you not know? <laughs> I can just imagine one like. Oh, shit, I think it depends on how yeah, big of a run up the rhino gets. Yeah. You know, if they're standing off 100, 150 meters away from each other, it's higher. <laughs> then I'd say the rhino stands a pretty good chance. Um, because they're both going to tire out, tire out. But the yeah. rhino is used to that kind of confrontation. Look <laughs> um, but in the water, absolutely no way the rhino. Oh, wins it's his natural oh, habitat. No. <laughs> it's gonna fuck anything up. Cute little friends, little baby hippo, baby rhino. Oh, they probably they probably 
don't even recognize the difference yeah. at that age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, well, they... we're basically siblings. <laughs> and as they grow older, one of them is certainly fatter and slipperier. It's like the fox and the hound. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, yeah, well, reckons there's videos of um, rhinos impaling. Uh, yeah, but this yeah, is what I mean. Thing, Just runner. because an, a rhino impales a hippo one time does not mean the hippo loses that fight. They get maybe one impale, and then they have to roll back around hundred meters away. <laughs> runs away. Come in for the like, second impale. No, it, no, I think they can. Like, I think they can like stab, they, stab from pretty close. Like, they can just yeah, like flick their head and shit. I was and, gonna do it. But, oh, you can do it as well. Yeah, I'm just look, saying, look, like look, the, the, the hippo, <laughs> they're thick skinned. They're gonna, they're gonna. Fairly thick. Is a rhino not thick skinned? Rhino is. Are they known for being like a little tank, basically? <laughs> yeah, they're like armored, little armored. They're yeah, but are we comparing it to the tank of the sea? You know, the tank, the tank of the oases. <laughs> yeah, it's probably more the oases I'll go with. Yeah. Well, I mean, they might spend some time off the coast. You don't know. <laughs> during the during the summer months. Uh, what about in the water? Hippo versus like a shark. I that's, feel like that's the, the well, say you put a hippo into the ocean and <laughs> just chuck him out there. <laughs> just chuck him out there, drop him off into like off the coast of South Africa. I'm pretty I sure sharks, sharks are scavengers though, aren't they? They oh, tend true. to go they for prey like, that's much smaller than They don't than like them. fighting. That's why if you And they tend to only bite as a taste test, you know. So mm. they they'll bite and if they can take a chunk away, that's great. But the thing generally needs to die first before they go and eat it. Yeah, it's not like within their usual. Imagine a shark would just swim away. Be like, I could just go eat that fish over there. Okay, (laughs) well, we could say this for any combat though. No, hippos are territorial. (laughs) They want to. No matter how far you're, they want to defend their oases. You couldn't just like swim slightly further away, and the hippo's going to go. I'm going to leave you alone now. (laughs) It's coming to kill you if you go outside of its oases territory. You leave the water. Yeah. Well. Hundred meters outside the water, go into <laughs> rhino territory. You're fine. <laughs> okay, let's say they have to fight, though. Right. I feel like a shark has an advantage in open water. Yeah. Because it is more. If they have to fight, how big is the arena? I think if the hippo pro- let's, let's if say the hippo can't like touch the ground, I reckon he'd be in a pretty Cause, big because they can, can swim really well. They can swim. They're really good swimmers, but I think a shark is a better swimmer. Yeah, de- certainly. Yeah, and I mean, let's say we got like... A shark is such a good swimmer, it never goes on land. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so good, it never even tries. It would never even leave. It doesn't want to leave the ocean. <laughs> yeah. It loves it there. And I, I don't know how effective a hippo would be in that situation. Yeah, I mean, we got to think about how turbulent the waves could be. <laughs> they might really distort its sense of direction or something <laughs> go like get thrown around there are no, none way. of these in the oases yeah see space pickle thinks the shark would win if it wanted to fight and i agree yeah, I, I think, think so the too. shark would win let's, let's just go with the great white because generic i mean knows. yeah you're not gonna put a hippo up against a fucking like mako, mako. yeah it would certainly we power i mean the mako spin. would win in a, a sprint a yeah race. absolutely but yeah yeah. Not okay. a battle to the death. Yeah. This conversation has taken a turn. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is making... absolutely nothing about training. But uh, <laughs> it's, like it. it's Friday. Yeah. Tropical well, shirts are out. Tropical shirt Friday. We are talking about everything. What other waterbound? <laughs> oh, we're into this now. <laughs> we're into this now. <laughs> what other waterbound creature would have a good chance against a hippo? Aren't um... a, um, a fucking jellyfish would destroy uh, it? Yeah, because they have no brain. They don't know when to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't dolphins sting super and sting aggressive? And like, it takes they... a while, but they don't. They just keep headbutting the thing. They and... can. Dolphins in schools will fight off a shark. Yeah, because mm. sharks hunt individually. individually yeah. generally. 
But I don't know. Say one on one dolphin v hippo. I'm gonna go the hippo. Hippo, of Absolutely, course. Yeah. Unless the dolphin yeah. tries to talk it down, they're pretty intelligent. If they can get through to the hippo's tiny brain, hippo brain, sure. <laughs> dolphin, dolphin might stand a chance. Maybe the dolphin could like fuck its way out of that situation because well, dolphins love having. They sex are with fuckers. Things. They do. They love a fuck. They love fucking. <laughs> they do. That's not even like a joke. That's dolphins, not a joke. Yeah. Dolphins are very sexual creatures. Yeah, they are hypersexual. <laughs> and I assume they like thick girls. So <laughs> who doesn't? So. I mean, the dolphin may never have had thick meat. Yeah. So that at that stage, they've only had access to dolphins and maybe a toothless shark. Oh, okay. Uh, Adam said killer whale. Oh, killer well, whale versus, wins everything. Yeah, killer wins. Think about the think about the body of a shark on steroids, the brain of a mammal, the yeah. brain of a dolphin. It's like a, yeah. killer whales will go out of the ocean. This is what I mean. Sharks never leave the ocean. Mm. Killer whales will. They yeah. will slide across the ice to kill seals. Yeah, the beaching men. And, and killer yeah. whales kill things for fun. They yeah. don't even kill They're things just... for prey. They will just murder you because they enjoy murder. Have you seen them eat seals? And <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They just like, like play with them. Yeah. Oh, it's the honestly like sky. the seal evolved to be the plaything of a killer whale. <laughs> it's like it's just quick enough and just cute enough to be fun for a killer whale to throw around until it dies. I did see a really cool video once. It was of, um, I think it's a humpback with its calf and it's been separated from its um pod. Yeah. And... It's calling out and making whale noises mom. and shit. Yeah. Well, it's like the mum and, the, the and the kid together. Right. And the kid, the baby whale, the calf, is small enough for all these, this um, pot of killer whales to kill and eat. But yeah. the adult isn't. It's too big. Yeah. So they're trying to get at the kid. And it's like, it's a really cool look at like uh, aquatic warfare, essentially. Because oh, yeah. the way they maneuver and everything is like, it's really slow compared to. I don't know, ground shit. Yeah. But it's hippo looked, be rhinos. Yeah, hippo be rhinos. <laughs> no head flails there. But it looks sick. Um, have you seen Jaws? I'm not going to use Jaws 3 as my source. And but, to be honest, I haven't seen Jaws 3. I, I think I have, but a long time ago. I didn't even know that was Have Jaws you seen 3. Sharknado? Yeah. Sharks come out, come out of the ocean. But, yeah, they're airborne. Uh, killer whales have done it before tornadoes. They didn't need a supernatural phenomena to go, <laughs> you know what? We like it out there. <laughs> Killer whales were like, ice? Yep, I'm we doing can, it. Low, <laughs> low friction? Yeah, yeah, low drag, high speed? Let's go. Yeah. Um, what's the... There was another... It's like a like deep blue or something where these sharks get hyper-intelligent and they start rampaging. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what... It was called. a pretty good shark uh, movie. Yeah. It's like one of those like... Would a really smart creature... Say a creature like that, an apex predator, de- develops hyper-intelligence... Mm. Why is its first instinct to go kill everything? <laughs> yeah. Well, look at us, humans, and there's your evidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Can't really argue with that. Yeah, just love killing stuff, apparently. But would it? Would they inevitably develop like a moral code? And they go, well, these humans, they don't stand a chance. We need to treat them better. We need to find And then them. they would become vegan sharks. As we can tell, intelligence is not always a gift. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we can't keep killing humans to well, eat. Wouldn't they just domesticate us and use us like, a, you know, like farm animals? What would they, they use us for? For meat. 
oh, they would domesticate us and then kill us, like human farms. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. They would so be like we'd be like farm animals, and they'd be like, this is the humane way to kill humans. And then there'd be videos online of the sharks inhumanely <laughs> killing inhumanely humans. killing humans. Yeah. And the other sharks at the shark council going, would be like, "This is upsetting to see." Yeah, they're gonna have to put in some new laws to stop this. <laughs> this outrageous human genocide. Yeah. <laughs> and people, there'd be sharks protesting oh, with like, "I feel pain too," and pictures of humans. <laughs> I wonder what a shark riot would sound like. <laughs> would it just be like? more bubbles than usual i, I think so <laughs> well those guys are mad oh yeah, yeah. look at all these bubbles, <laughs> look at all these bubbles over and there just like outside of shark parliament they just swim in a circle Charlemagne. Shal Charlemagne. <laughs> 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 they, they swim in a circle with their signs and they're like maybe they'd have um like caged humans and they demonstrate by releasing the humans <laughs> into the water <laughs> at, the, at depths at of depth. up to hundreds of meters <laughs> and look humans. at this poor creature can't even breathe <laughs> <Yeah>. down here <laughs> and the humans would just like just float there and they'd have to like plod them along <laughs> yeah like, look at him happily swimming away he's alive yeah we so promise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how long uh, have you kept that guy in that cage for? <laughs> he caged himself yeah. we just brought the cage down here <laughs> Uh, Adam said the movie is Deep Blue Sea. Oh, okay, right. right. That was like, I think I was pretty young when I saw that, but I think it was pretty good as far as shark killing movies go. Or <laughs> right. Shark killing people movies go. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of shark killing people movies. And a, and a lot Meg. of like, well, a lot of like freakish beasts killing humans, like Anaconda. Um, yeah, good. The Meg. That one was wild. Terrible yeah. and wild. <laughs> Terrible and wild. wild. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, Jaws. <laughs> Can't forget Jaws, Jaws, Godzilla, yeah, King Kong, every horror movie ever. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. It turns out we have an innate fear of things we can't communicate with. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, go figure. That's um, the dude I said that had that dinosaur Jurassic simulator. <clears throat> he done Park. King Kong versus T-Rex and King Kong just smashes T-Rex. What kind of data cool. are we basing this on? Well, yeah. <laughs> the movies. Like a pigeon versus he had chip. all their He had all their like... um. <laughs> Jaw pressure data and stuff. Right. So there was a T Rex fought. What's How the other do we one know the T Rex's jaw pressure? I assume from the skeletons, but I'm not, I don't I don't deal with that shit, so I don't know how they do it. But <laughs> it's I mean it would depend on the muscles surrounding the. Can't they tell a lot from just the um skeleton though? Well, I mean they can tell a fair bit. Yeah, but like, they couldn't. They, can't they couldn't tell that they were basically birds. Apparently, it's come out that they just look like big chickens. Yeah, they look like know. big, really feathery. <laughs> and I've seen like um, images of animals, and if we like had dug them up I've thousands too, of years yeah. later, and we'd be like, "Look at this creature!" And it's like I don't know, what, I can't remember what animal it is. It's like a sloth or something. Yeah, yeah. and it's like this terrifying-looking yeah. <laughs> skeleton, but in reality, it just looks like this idiot like lump of fucking fur i wonder yeah. if the humans went extinct and then like an alien force dug us up what they would like regenerate us <laughs> probably wanna, like aliens yeah <laughs> i want to see aliens opinions on like some of the weird shit we do like they just spend 10 minutes on the internet and they go <laughs> blow it up <laughs> yeah they're in fact they're all it's infected with something yeah. <laughs> stupidity black sheep uh, oh yeah, that's a funny um, Kiwi movie about a sheep that starts killing people in New Zealand. <laughs> Isn't there a Kiwi movie about the tire that telepathically oh, kills that, people? Is that a Kiwi one? I've seen the trailer for that years ago. <laughs> yeah. and like, I'll have to see that. I never did. But... <laughs> it's 
It's so weird. We do have a fair few messages. Do we want to quickly go through any of those before we sign off? Because we've got five minutes. I've been reading all those. Let's um, be keeping up to date. Nothing. Nothing oh. exciting. Yeah, that was just 91 Toe saying they have all their hercs and their oh, training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the other chat's just about the animals. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Checks out. We're all caught up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're right. tracking. Should we fucking sign off? Yeah. Yeah, five minutes ago. That, that, uh, that did take a turn, but that's what we're here for. Yeah. We're here, uh, we're here to was... answer pressing questions about hippos versus crocodiles. Exactly. You guys um, uh, topics mold, mold are, uh, our... Topics are fillers, that's all. Yeah. 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 Um, and today we didn't talk about topic at all, so forget about that I one. did mention it. You said, what did you do when you first got to the gym? And I said, dumb stuff. Dumb, yeah, so <laughs> that I wraps up that topic. <laughs> yeah. So we had to fill the rest with animal <laughs> chat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so cool. Thank you. We are Amber Train Development. We will be back Monday, 5 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Thanks to everyone that's joined in today. Anyone that's watching the background and watches later, we appreciate all of it. Um, if you want to, in the meantime, feel free to check out our podcast on Apple Music and Spotify. It's called The Highway Amber Teddy Podcast. And we're also on YouTube. It's Amber Train Development. We've got all the live fives, a bunch of episodes where we go over articles Marshall and I've written, and also an episode about what Amber is and who we are. So that's available, but otherwise, have a good weekend, and we'll be back on Monday. Yeah, see you later.